Hey, mates, it is fast approaching comedy festival season in Australia and we have got shows all over the country. Carla, are you excited about packing your little suitcase and heading out on the road? I've already got my trunks in a suitcase. Oh, your little swimming trunks? Yeah. I'm going gonna... for a little dip? Yeah, I'm going to swim on stage. Okay, cool. So first of all, we've got Brisbane on March the 1st. We're going back there for the Brisbane Comedy Festival. Yeah, now live we're... podcast. We're doing a live podcast from there on, what is it, March... First. First. First of March, that's the first uh, live podcast for the season we'll be doing. Um, better start to the great month of March <laughs> than to come and watch your little mates do a live podcast yeah. in a venue that we haven't locked in yet, but will probably be a fire trap if last year's show is anything to go on. Yeah, Expo 88's just finished, so <laughs> people of Brisbane, come and see our live podcast. Um, yeah, so they're officially on sale for the first yeah. time. They're on sale now on our website. So, um, you know, we had a smaller venue last year. We'll probably have the same. So get your tickets quick to make sure you get in there. Yep, look at the guide of the Brisbane Comedy Festival if you want a sneaky peek at who may or may not be appearing. After that, we are going to the Adelaide Fringe Festival, our first time ever doing a live podcast at the Fringe Festival uh, at the Producers Bar. Hey, hey, Tommy, I'll hold you up there. We're not actually part of the Adelaide Fringe Festivals, just in case any any admin (laughs) are listening. What are they going to? What could they possibly do to us? I'd like to find out what, the, how they would come after us. Would they make us be part of the <laughs> French festival somehow? Well, I'd like to see them try. Instead of like someone trying to kick us out of something, they yeah. force us into something. Oh, that would be a ama- that's like a Scientology thing where they come and oh, they yeah. convince us to hand over the, a four dollar a four hundred dollar registration yeah, fee. We do some sort of weird IQ test <laughs> where we fail it and have to be part of the festival because we're <laughs> idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Only a true idiot would do gigs at a festival. Uh, so Sunday, March the 15th, it's the last day of the Adelaide Fringe yep. uh, at the Producers Bar where we did our Adelaide show recently. That's it. Which was so much fun. So it'd be cool to see all you guys there again. Um, and there'll be uh, lots of people in town for the Fringe Festival. So some great guests, meaning we won't have to bring over dumb idiots from Melbourne like we did <laughs> last time. Although, spoiler alert, <laughs> dumb idiot number one, Dilrock Jai Singer, is in town, I noticed on the day. So, um... There will be a massive chance of us trying to make him have sexual intercourse on the show that night, I would imagine. That's my plan anyway. Knowing that Dill listens to this makes this that much sweeter. (laughs) Uh, We've also got our shows on sale for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. We have Season Passes, which gets you into four live podcasts every Sunday of the Comedy Festival, plus the live drunk cast on the final night. There's only a couple of them left, so snap them up quickly. And also the individual shows are on sale. And if you buy a ticket to just one of them, you do get into the drunk cast on the final night. That's Uh, it. Mathematically, I don't know how that's going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll pa- definitely, uh, definitely come down to them. They're always uh, super, super fun. Yeah, four of our genuine highlights from 2014 were the uh, were all the live shows plus the drunk cast. Oh, to be drunk honest, drunk cast is something else. So that's on Sunday afternoons when nothing much else is on. I think <laughs> yeah. nothing at all. Uh, they they clear the slate of the festival just yeah. for us. Uh, my my own show, Cutie Pie, is on sale now for the Perth Fringe, the Brisbane Comedy Festival and the Melbourne Comedy Festival at my website, tommydasolo.com. And, hey, if you're listening to this and you, you feel like a bit of a pang of jealousy that you can't come and support the show in a live capacity in any way, we've just recently put up a donate button on our website. If you do feel like kicking in a little something-something to help uh, keep this machine of fuckheadery powering throughout the year... Then, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, yeah, for those of you that can come to the shows and do that, that's really cool. But if you can't, uh, swing us, you know, a couple bucks. Until we pull our fingers out of our asses and get uh, a new T-shirt to buy, um, you can do it that way. Oh, that's coming soon too. Um, I think the T-shirt might be an illustration of a finger coming out of an ass. That would really sum up the show since that's the first time we've ever mentioned that sort of (laughs) (laughs) imagery. A passing reference in a plug at the start of the show. Not even the actual podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And my show is not on sale yet. I'm only doing Melbourne, but I might do a few one-offs in in Adelaide and Brisbane when we go there, to be honest. Mm. Uh, uh, My show is called Carl Chandler, World's Greatest and Best Comedian. So that's nearly on sale at Melbourne. in your voice every time you say the title (laughs) is what I enjoy most about it. No, because I'm just literally trying to remember it because... (laughs) Because <laughs> that was like wow. a, a very vague idea I had where the first thing I came up with was that title and went, oh, that'll do as a holding title and then I never thought of another title. I can't wait to see what the content of the show is going to be like given that you're having trouble remembering even the name of but it. But that's what I'm concentrating on, Tommy. Just the content. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, classic men. Can't multitask. Yep. Uh, all right, guys. Well, hopefully we'll oh, see Oh, one you. more. Let, what? Me, let what? me do one more. Oh, one sorry. more. Yeah, do one it. more tiny do thing. Hey, um, I've made passing reference uh, on the show many times of my Thursday night room. If you live in Melbourne or we get a lot of visitors to... 
to Melbourne that want to come and check out the comedy rooms while they're in town and see all their favourite friends of the show. So Five Boroughs Comedy has been my room on a Thursday night. I've recently moved that to the Portland Hotel in Russell Street in Melbourne. So guys, uh, if you can, if you're around Melbourne, you want to come and see the best night of comedy in Melbourne, that's on Thursdays. If you're from out of town, plan your, your whole trip around Thursday night and come in and uh, uh, you might see absolutely anyone you may have seen on the show before. Lots of listeners have come through and checked it out when they've been in town and been delighted by the value and the friends of the show that they get to see at the gig. That's it, That's yeah. a true thing. And they get to get change from me on the on yeah. the till, you know. Oh, and final plug, I'm looking for a clothes dryer. So if you live in the Fitzroy <laughs> area of Melbourne and you have one for sale, uh, hit us up. I don't want to spend too much, but yeah. <laughs> buy, buy tickets to Tommy's clothes dryer. <laughs> uh, all right, thanks guys and we'll see you soon. See you, mates. <laughs> Welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasilo. Sitting opposite me is the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. Uh, happy 2015 to all of our listeners. Yes. There's someone's crying in the background of the episode. <laughs> it's a great start. Not a fan. It's one of the guests as well. It's, that's a bad start. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, this is a podcast. Oh, that's what oh, it's called. Oh, no. oh God. <laughs> um, this is a, a weird thing for us. This is an on-the-road edition, yeah? I guess you could say. Yeah. This is like the furthest we've ever travelled to do an episode that's not a live one. Well, it's a summer holiday edition because yeah. we're down the beach. We've driven through the rain to get down the beach. Yeah. But yeah. We stopped off at Oporto. Yeah. So that's it's kind of... It's, it's going to plan. It's like any other week, really. Yeah. We've had fast food on the way here. Yeah. We, there's a lot to discuss about the fast food that we had. But first of all, let's bring our guests in. Uh, two people that we're very excited to have on the show who we haven't had for a while. First of all, uh, you know her from Utopia and Laid. Please welcome back into the Little Dum Dum Club, Celia Pacuola. Yeah. Hello. You got shaker fries at Oporto. I that was had great. I no idea that they'd actually come back. But Oporto never had them. The shaker fries. Yeah, yeah. It's um, they're, they're trying to creep into McDonald's market. I, I, don't I mean, it's more exercise than I like with my fast yeah. food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, you mean I gotta, I've got to raise my arm up and down. Oh, I do enough exercise just putting bec- the food into my mouth. Yeah, exactly, because they're double bagging it. They give you a bag of fries and then yeah. they go, here's the other bag that you're supposed to put the shaker fry into. Yeah. And then you put in another bag and, and do the it's work. It's the environment yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's horrible. I'm definitely getting some on the way yeah. back. Because <laughs> we did. We had that great thing where you drive through a server or whatever on the side of the freeway and you, you got the exact opposite on the – or the yeah. exact same thing on the other side of the street. Yes. And you yes. just know you can come back and get yeah. the exact Should same Should I just here. introduce myself? Yes. Uh, yeah. Look, Please welcome you, into the little Dun Dun Club the CEO of Oporto. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know her from The Circle. We're currently in her holiday house. It's Yumi Steins. Yay. Yay. Sorry, don't you do that in radio where you just ignore the guest for five yeah. minutes and talk about chicken nuggets? For 15 minutes and then eventually the professional one goes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I'd like to introduce you, a media, a media professional, Yumi Steins. Here yep. I am. Thanks for coming to my mum's holiday house. This, oh. is a, this is great. This is really, really nice. This is your mum's holiday house? Yeah, it took some thinking about it. Is it appropriate to let Little Dum Dum Club into my mum's holiday <laughs> yeah. house? Because nobody else has ever seen this house, let alone visited it. So if Is this like a folklore legend, this house? No one's <laughs> ever seen seen this house well before. if the zombie apocalypse were to happen right. this is probably where i'd bunker down yeah or if i were being hounded by the media and i needed to go somewhere where they didn't know i was this is where i'd come and the only people who'd know where to find me are you guys yeah. who are, who are nearly that, media yeah. <laughs> bad time to if that ever does happen to you i got a job with today tonight <laughs> oh. yeah and your dodgy plumbing is gonna get battered <laughs> on this show yeah you're right the zombie apocalypse thing we're, we're kind of on higher ground yep. it's sort of on on stilts or whatever you'd Cool. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, caches of food buried under the house, and there's an electrified fence as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. I don't know. I don't know if electricity works against zombies. Electrified fence will probably help. Yeah. There is one way to find out. Let's kill Dassler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. I can be like the little girl in Jurassic Park. I'm climbing up over the fence, and then you turn it on, and I get electrocuted. Cool reference. <laughs> Everyone's on board with that. I Everyone's like. Just like the. You called yourself a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just doing the heavy lifting for everyone else. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're half right. Yeah. The first half. I do I do like that we're here. We're in this massive house, which is awesome. It's just nice to be in, in, in a house. Like my house It's just nice to be in a house. Nice. Yeah. My house is like the whole house is like this lounge room. It's smaller than this. So it's it, to me it feels like the big difference between talking to someone from radio and talking to someone from a podcast. Yeah. Like <laughs> just being in a proper house with yeah. proper rooms. Yeah. And air, yeah. I and, used to and, feel like that. And not only that, like we just found out before you your dog here, Nuggy, mm. your dog, 
has had a nose job. Now, that is the sort of money that goes on in radio. Your dog's having a nose job. If I broke my leg, I probably wouldn't go to the doctor's. Yeah. <laughs> okay, do you want to hear um, – no, she's snoring Yeah, right let's now. try and get yes. her on – no, that's not coming through. Oh. <laughs> that's her breathing. That's, that is that, – yeah, that's a, a lot little... of that going on at home as well at the moment. <laughs> Uh, that, but that's post. That's post nose job. Yeah, yeah. It was way more drastic before that. Because uh, our pugs, I mean, as much as I love them, sort of st- weirdly designed. Yeah. Mm. They, they were meant to look like dragons that so have the smushed in faces. Ah. Big, big in China. There's some sort of racist joke you could make about it. I'm sure. Probably won't. <laughs> if that's all right with everyone, do I have to? <laughs> you are from current affair. Tonight, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing I'm obsessed with with pugs. Is that they, they're very prone to their eyeballs popping yeah, out and stuff like I, that. They get like lots of weird illnesses. Yeah, yeah. Mostly, um, she she hasn't been sick. She's very healthy. But the the one thing that happened to her was. She got a yeast infection <laughs> in her face flaps. Ooh. So see how she's got, got kind of got rolls and, f- wow. and folds. There was something growing in, like a petri dish right. in her face. And um, we, ha- we had to get our uh, finger in there and kind of oh, work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> how did you get your finger right in the face flaps? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need a minute to myself after that, guys. Yeah. If everyone can just leave is the room for a minute. Uh, yeah, this is this is the best episode of Bondi Vet yet. Uh, <laughs> but back to nuggies. Yes, you've mm. got an obsession with nuggy. I love I love chicken nuggets, um. and I to, a while ago I took to referring to them as nuggies, which sounds. It sounds like it's a slur of some kind, yeah. as as you say it. It sounds a bit weird. Does it? Kind of. That's, that's our dog's name. You're now you're slurring our dog. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, your dog is a walking slur. <laughs> <laughs> you were telling us just before when we got here that you went to the Hobbit the other day and you snuck KFC into the cinema. Yeah. What? How can you? Surely the smell is a giveaway. Well, I have a really big handbag, so I just uh, shoved it in there with some stuff on top and then kept my armpit sort of tucked. It. <laughs> closed tight. Yeah. But the, the last time I took my kids to KFC, we snuck it, tried to sneak it into the movies and there's an old man at the I thought you were going to say last time you went to KFC, you tried to sneak Lord of the Rings into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Just sit up an iPad at your table and go, yeah, this is yeah, naughty. This is <laughs> Just keep bringing me fries for nine hours, guys. <laughs> Coincidentally, anyone listening in Sydney who goes to the George Street Cinema, there's a man who checks tickets. He's been there forever who looks like Colonel Sanders. He smelt the chips. Oh, <laughs> <he's walking past. laughs> and he busted us and said we had to go and eat it in the lobby, standing up. Ugh. It was miserable because like an animal. Some <laughs> some poor person was allergic to strong something something's odors in the cinema and had literally just nearly expired and was sitting prone in the in the lobby of the cinema waiting for an ambulance to come and rescue oh, her. What? Yeah, so they were particularly funny about what smells. Send you to an ambulance. Yeah, what? it could. Be, I mean, I can just think of the peanut thing. Some yeah. people are so allergic to peanuts mm. that if there's peanut air, okay. I really, I didn't yeah. know that was a thing. That's why some schools are like you can't even send peanuts. <gasps> why do we even have peanuts anymore? <laughs> if <laughs> if you can die from <laughs> peanut <laughs> air, yeah. <laughs> if people, we just there's still just a few people going. Oh no, don't mind cashews though. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, it's worth it. <laughs> if we got rid of peanuts just flat out, would there be? Would anyone be that worked up over it? No. I mean, I like peanut I really butter, like but I'd, I'd I wouldn't mind it not being in my. Miss satay sauce yeah. a lot. But not as much as you'd miss Robert who died, <laughs> who walked past the satay. Yeah, friend of the podcast, no. Robert, who sadly <laughs> perished a couple of months ago. So I always, you know when it's, we're, we're living in a time in the world where you, it is reasonable to have conversation about what could potentially wipe us out as a species? Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like whether it's the environment or it's a comet or it's a war or whatever. Mm. But I think it'll be peanuts. Right. I think that'll be the thing that eventually well, does it. You think we'll get bred to a point where everyone, everyone is allergic to them? Yeah, but deathly and, allergic where you can't even touch and someone. And more, and more, yeah. more and more things turn into peanuts, so yes. we just can't get away from <laughs> That's them. That's right. <laughs> I just want to see how they'd manifest peanut air too. They just yeah. spray it around. Yes. That could be like out. mace. <laughs> if you could get that peanut air into a can, that would be some sweet mace action. Oh, to peanut. Yeah. I've like talked taking about a real risk with a, with, a, with a protective device, like spraying like ma- peanut air just hoping that they're allergic to it. So like yeah. one out of ten dudes wouldn't attack you, but yeah. the rest of them are like, it just smells nicer now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could go a curry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I talked about this a while ago on the show, but I was in the cinema a little while ago and someone someone bought out a curry. Someone bought out a, a butter chicken yeah. or something and that is – In the cinema? Yeah. Right. And it, it just filled the whole cinema. Mm. The whole cinema smelt like – and now that's 
That's wild. I'm 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 up for sneaking food in, but you got to have a degree of yeah. That's you know. eating it in the dark as well. Like that's gonna go. Yeah, that's really anything that you're eating with a knife and fork. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't know. What about pizza? Would you do pizza? Oh, that's pizza. Pizza. Yeah. Oh, pizza. Though at least you can use your hand. I guess it depends what kind of what kind of pizza it is. But also, do, like I would also think, why would you want to be doing that? Sitting there with a hot, greasy box on your lap while you're trying to enjoy a movie. No, pizza, I think pizza's a good... <laughs> you, just, you just had a look of, yeah. anyone else going to... Yeah, yeah. No one else want to take like, this? He was like, I've bred this out of myself by doing radio. I'm not allowed to respond to that question. <laughs> I knew what I was doing when I said it. I like, here's, here's a nice easy one I'll throw up into the air. See who wants to spike it back over the net. There's way too many ladies on this podcast this week. You, normally, if I had other dickheads here, I would go near it, but not this week. <laughs> but I love that you've, you've been sprung eating KFC in the cinema like... Because you, you should already feel fairly ashamed just eating it without anyone noticing, let alone someone pointing you out and going, you're off the TV and you've broken our KFC rules. And you're feeding it to your children. Yeah. And now stand in the corner and eat it, which we did near the rubbish bins. It yeah. was just full of shame. Yeah. Full you of should, shame. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, but you've named your dog after one of the things you're eating as well. <laughs> How long do you reckon it is until a fast food joint just goes in on a co-op with a cinema? That yeah. can't be far off. Yeah. Like, Enough people want to do it. There's the demand there for like a Macca's cinema. Yeah, that's – oh, yeah, like a concept cinema. Yeah, yeah. That's it because then then you breed out the whole idea of the $9 ice creams or whatever you're eating, mm. whatever you're buying in there because you get the 30 cent soft serve. So Have you ever been to those ones with those huge bean bags? They're called the Wave or the Curve, those oh, yeah. cinemas. Yeah, yeah. And they've got bean bags the size of a small igloo and right. you sort of you sort of – Perch upon them. Apparently, they never clean under. Oh, and God. one time, they they finally lifted them up, and they found a person, a dead person under. No, no, way. come on, no way. <laughs> Were they filled with baby spiders? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Did the, did the beanbag have dreadlocks? Yeah. <laughs> and then an alligator came out of the sewers and ate it. <laughs> oh. Wow! I was in the cinemas once, and a and a rat ran past. My oh, feet. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end I was like, hey, can I maybe get a refund? Because there was a rat in the cinema and they're like, no. Did That's the not rat that big of a deal. sit on your eyes so you couldn't see the movie? <laughs> the, rat, the rat whispered the end of the movie to me. <laughs> <laughs> the African spoiler rat, you know. The, the trick to getting a refund is you don't ask for one. <laughs> yeah. Well, You say, wait. I... Demand a refund. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Give me a refund. And then there's no question. They're like, okay, we've got to give this person a refund. If you say, can I have a refund? They're like, meh, let's, let's try out no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No is an option. Oh. I just, I'm just not wired that way. I go in head full sound. I'm like, can I get this? And they go, no. And then they go, fair enough. Like I have no, no follow up. Although last night um, I was on the tram and some inspectors got on. And I got fined because I hadn't – I'd touched on earlier and I thought I was covered. Oh. But I but I wasn't. And so they're taking down my details. My friend was with me. He had to get – he got a fine as well. He had to get off and an inspector got off with him. And then they're taking down my details. I give them my ID. They go to give me my ID back and then the guy's looking for my my key and he goes, oh – my colleague got off the tram with your my key. Oh. So I don't have it. And I'm 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 a little bit drunk in this story. So I go <laughs> I go on a on a tram you know when like someone gets a fine, it becomes like the theatre. Everyone else on the tram yeah, is yeah. just yeah. sitting there with their popcorn or KFC going, here we fucking go. Yeah, just yeah. just listening in. And so I go quite loudly, I go, You're shitting me. And he trying to be all official, he goes, No, sir, I'm not shitting you. Um, And then he goes, this is at like 6pm, he goes, oh, it's okay, we'll put it in the mail and I'll write you a travel permit for the rest of today. And I go, what do I need a permit for the rest of today for? Like what about tomorrow and the next day? Yeah. And he goes, oh, I'll write you one for tomorrow as well and then it's going to, it'll turn up in the mail. And I'm going. Over Christmas, yeah. Yeah, exactly. What, what, What mail is coming in? The day before New Year's Eve, none. Man. So anyway, so I he still went through the formality of writing out the fine, and you know they read you the Miranda rights where they go, you don't have to say anything, but anything you say Seriously? can be, oh, yeah, really? yeah, they go, and I'm going, it's the worst NCIS ever, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I'm going, you're seriously going to keep this going with when you've fucked this up this badly, yeah. like yeah. how about we just. So, Tommy, is this a gag? Is there a gag at the end or is this just a whinge? This is just a whinge, yeah. Like most things that I say on this podcast, there's just a – I get going and so then I go, there's no end you didn't get out of no the fine at all? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to contest it and go, hey, this is what happened. Like you took my ticket, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, that's, that's pretty amazing that they 
read you your rights, whether whereas you could then go straight back at them. Like surely that, like in any other form of business, you would then go, "Hey, you fuck this. What am I getting free here?" Like, yeah, well, it, yeah. but it comes down to that thing. Like I said, like I had a bit of a full head of steam, and I realized I could have probably gone crazy and just walked away from it. But then I sort of went, "Oh, if I put it in writing in a week's time." I'm more likely to get results. But you should be able to haggle. You should be like saying, hey, you blew this. How about you give me two hours travel in the CBD tomorrow? (laughs) Let's do a bit of bartering here. I'll tell you what I'm having for dinner tomorrow night. A bit of a meal on the restaurant tram. Yeah, exactly. See of you guys. Exactly. Put me in on that. Keep the Mikey for all I care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just make that your Donner's Club card now. Yeah. Yeah. What would you do in that situation, Yumi? Would you? Well, would I you have be- heard that if, you, if they're pretty sure you're insane, they'll let you off the, the fine. Oh, really? So you just have to poo your pants. <laughs> <laughs> you save 120 bucks. Or what's the fine worth these days? Oh, man, a fine is like if you pay it on the spot at 75, but you can't contest it. Yeah. But if you get it in the mail, it's like 200 and something. That's Whoa. terrible. Yeah. yeah. It's terrible. I, I remember I used to be dodgy with trams because I was really poor as a student. So I was always trying to find, you know work the angles. And with the times you get busted, you're like, dude, of all the people to bust, I'm not doing this because I'm being stingy. I'm be- doing this because I'm broke, yeah. you know. It was like, please don't give me a fine. And there were always those guys that wore the big blue um, gabardine overcoats, you know, and they had this, this ridiculous authority and you just wanted to kill them. Oh, yeah, the guy last night, mm. the the kind of scum that decides to do that for a job. He, when he, So it was me and two friends. He's gone through us one by one and we're all fucked. And so the joy on his face, he's called over to his mates yeah. and he's literally gone, i got three live ones over here, boys. <laughs> and then they it. come and flank us. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, he did, did he say live ones? He did. Yeah, oh, he did. No way. He did. And the gesture eyes. you're missing, it's the Keanu Reeves <laughs> the, in The Matrix yeah, that yeah, come the, in. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're on the other side of the tram. They're, you know, they're checking other people's tickets. It's like, forget, we've hit the mother load over right. here. We've got a, a group that's 100% in the wrong. So what's your excuse then? I mean, you're not... So poor that I was back, you know, back when I was a student. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Just to reiterate, you are on a podcast at the moment. <laughs> Can I sleep here for the next couple of months? <laughs> um, uh, Yumi, I only, uh, we were talking before, I didn't know you grew up in Swan Hill. Because mm. I'm a country boy originally. Where from? From Mirabara. Oh, yeah. You know of Mirabara? Yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, of course. How of course, could you? I'm from Swan Hill. Yeah, yeah. I know that whole region. Local rivals. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> in no way. The yeah. local shithole, you know. <laughs> yeah. You remember. <laughs> that place that you used to drive down and threw rocks through people's windows. <laughs> Those yeah. swamp people that live down the street. where your parents used to drive you through and go, be grateful you don't live here, <laughs> yeah. kids. <laughs> <laughs> what's, yeah, what's the opposite of that competition they used to have, Victoria's Tidiest Town? We used to win that one. <laughs> yeah, Swan Hill. You know, it's funny about the, the world shittiest town because I once got on the front page of something like the Courier Mail or something for calling a North Queensland town a shithole <laughs> on Channel V when I was b- back on Channel V. Yeah. And um, the thing is, I'd said, look, I'm not this, – this is whole voiceover script, which I scripted myself. I'm not afraid to call a shithole a shithole. But of all the towns that I've visited so far on this trip through <laughs> Queensland, this is the one I'd least like to set fire to. <laughs> so <laughs> I was trying to pay – this town a compliment, compliment. Oh, yeah. but they all they got was the shithole bit, yeah. and then they put a front a front page picture of me from the Aries when I'd worn a kimono, so I looked super duper Asian. <laughs> now they're like, "How dare this Asian bitch oh. call our town a shithole?" I just like the editor, like the person with the photos running in and going, "This photo, like, nah, more Asian." <laughs> what else you got? What, what else you got? No, I like that they've seen that one and gone. Look, guys, we can't Photoshop it to make her look that Asian. No, no, that's real. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, we've hit the mother load. <laughs> All right, everyone, some to the pub. We're having beers. We're done for the day. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's outrageous. Did you have to make an p- apology to the town? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember apologising. I'm just kind of going, hang on, but I said oh, your town is really like the, the least, least shithole. shithole of Are you the number one tr- biggest troublemaker in Australian media? <laughs> Is it? I hope not, Carl. Oh, it's draining. See, now yeah, that Dan Illick's moving be. to America, you could be Australia's number one rabble rouser. What's yeah. Dan Illick like, going to do in America? Uh, he's working at some – I don't know that this has to be on the podcast, but he's got a job <laughs> at some company in San Francisco. Cool. Rousing rabble over in America. Yeah. yeah. So you, are, you, are you happy to accept the, the crown of rabble rousing? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, you've, you've seen my baby. Yes. two other daughters who aren't here at the moment. Yes. I, I'm just a you know mellow person with – a family to look after. Your daughter, Nuggy, yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to have a dog, I'm going to call them Rabble. Just when you say Rabble. that, I'm like, yeah. Rabble's a great Rabble name. Is great. It's great. Rabble. Rabble, Rabble. It sounds we, like they're Gobbledock, but. 
We have, yes, we have I Gobbledog. that reference. Gobbledog, another good name for a pet. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have met your famous baby. Are we allowed to talk about this? Or that you've been in the news yeah, lately? Yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we've recently your, your baby has been – your baby is now officially much more famous than me or Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> all through the paper, all through Mamma Mia and stuff yeah. because of uh, an incident. Oh, I, I feel like I shouldn't even say incident. The incident is the reaction to it. But you brought your baby to a, a red carpet and mm. – and, and in classic, if I was going to draw a baby in a cartoon, it would look exactly like your baby because it just had a nappy on. Yeah. And some weirdo on, I don't know what website, but like ma- major news mm. outlet has mm. gone, oh my God, I can't believe your, your baby is wearing a nappy. Mm. And that's, that was a story. Yeah. That was a story. I know. It make, it's so depressing because there were all these cameras um, at the red carpet to see Nicole Kidman because she was there graciously attending to draw publicity to this film. You know, yeah. she doesn't have to do that if she oh, doesn't. And what was the film again? Paddington. That's right. Ah. It's a kids' movie, so I took my two big daughters who wanted to see the film, my hubby and the baby. Yeah. And as if anyone's going to pay any attention to me, I am so not very important. Right. Well, so when you've got the actual stars of the show, you, totally. you, you should be in the background. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. So I just turned up wearing what I thought was appropriate with my kids who were dressed in what I thought was appropriate and it turned into a big hoo-ha. I think, I think so you've got these people in the media who've turned up to get a shot of, of Nicole Kidman and it's a nice sort of positive page three of, of the paper story. Here's yep. Nicole Kidman. She's obviously in Sydney to see her family, who many of whom still live in Sydney, and she's turned up to the red carpet. So that could be the story. Yep. It's a bit – it's a bit – Happy, happy. Yeah. So what's a spin we could put on it? How can we turn this into something controversial? If we can make it um, aggro enough, maybe it'll be multiple days worth of story. For sure. And we can yeah. spin it out into a controversy. And I think someone just saw a photo of me and my kid and just went, bam, we've yeah. got we've gotcha. Yeah, mm. yeah. Oh, it, it's, what I liked was I, I read the article and the article is so – the initial article at the very least, the first one I read about it. And it's such a bad way of setting up because I've just copied and pasted. I'll read it out now. And <laughs> when yeah, let's relive this bad thing that no, happened no, here a couple sorry, weeks ago. But I'm just I'm just trying to play out how badly the argument went. This because it's a guy that was writing it as well. Which all of a sudden he's got halfway through the article and gone. Oh, I better I better make myself look good here. And he's in the quote is and before everyone starts decrying the despicable male who knows nothing of being a parent, I offer my credentials as the father of a four year old daughter currently fully clothed to the best of my knowledge, a one-year-old son and one more on the way. It's like, is that a credential that you don't have a kid? Like, (laughs) that kid doesn't exist, so... You shouldn't mention the third kid. Really? That, it doesn't exist. That, that is your argument that he's mentioning <laughs> his unborn child? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's crazy to be saying, oh, well, you know, I, I know about this because I one day will do it. No. Well, no. So if he did or if he actually had that child, you'd go, well, valid point, sir. I well, agree with uh, everything you said. It would be said. a valid point. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that got me about that paragraph was – who is fully clothed to the best of my knowledge. Yeah. So she's not actually around him where he can cast his eye on yeah, the child yeah. and make sure she is fully clothed because somebody else is taking care ah, of that kid. Yes. Namely I'd, the wife. I'd the better cover my ass here. If I put this article out and say it's fully clothed and someone gets a snap of it not fully clothed, <laughs> I'm going to hear about it in the press <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And like being not fully clothed is a bad thing. Like, uh, you know, the scoop comes out that someone's got a naked baby at home. Mm. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, it, I mean, it did end up as, you know, there was a lot of, of uh, coverage of this, of this thing. So what I was going to ask you was, mm. Um, in the lead up to the comedy festival, I could use a bit more promo. Oh, yeah. Next <laughs> film premiere you go to, <laughs> you just bring oh, me along don't. in my jocks. Oh, no, no, <laughs> you're just doing it, Nappy. Okay, yeah. great. All right, don't, don't mess about. All right, yeah, and and <laughs> and also like I I sort of think, you know, if Lady Gaga had to turn up dressed the same as your kid, it would have been a positive news story. <laughs> <laughs> it was just one of those really humid Sydney days, you know, it was hot yeah. and I was just doing, you know, I love that baby. I'm going to dress her how she should be dressed yeah. for the she's weather. She's so cute, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's heaven. So I just funny. feel sorry for um, really anyone who got involved in that story. It was so stupid. Yeah. But it's also, I can sort of see, there's so much awful stuff happening in the world, like ISIS beheading people, yeah. journalists being locked up for telling the truth, that if you can just make a little controversy that's right in our backyard and it's very easy to pick a side, then we can all understand the news, just that little bit of news. Yep. It's not really much more where you go, but what's the backstory? But why is Israel and Paris? Well, you know, what, what's going on with Palestine? It's all 
just very simple for mum and dad and pop in the, yeah. in the suburbs to yeah. get their heads around. Yeah. I feel most sorry for the publicity team of the pa- Paddington movie. Yeah. Can't help but feel like that really <laughs> detracted from any buzz from the movie that they were hoping to Hey, and get. that bear's not wearing any pants at all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. Yeah. No, that was your mistake. You He's put, a flasher. You, He's nude wearing a coat. <laughs> if you'd just put some little red gumboots on your baby, then it would have been on <laughs> brand and they would have been fine with it. Trench coat. I saw it in the paper and they had two pictures side by side. So it was you with your baby. And then they're going, oh, check this out. And next to it, like it was the most common thing in the world, was a picture of Nicole Kidman full on getting on with Paddington Bear. I'm like, that's the weird picture. That's the weird one. Like kissing it? Yes. What? Yeah, it was was super weird. Did he have his hat on? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, how would you know it was... <laughs> was this an adult site? What are you looking at? Yeah. Here? <laughs> no, this was... Wherever this was, Sydney. Oh, I don't don't know point at me. Like I'm not, I don't have anything to do with this. Was, I was pointing at Sydney. <laughs> that's Sydney that way. Yeah, okay. Over there. Oh, yeah, there's a big sign outside that says Sydney that way. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think my husband's about to change my baby's shitty nappy right now. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. The infamous nappy. Get, <laughs> Get your opinion pieces ready. Oh. Do you want a live commentary of this? Oh. Wait, mate, should we? I think that article from the, the <laughs> Sydney paper is inside your kid's nappy at the moment. We can see it. <laughs> well, I, your, your, your partner has deliberately come out of the bedroom to yeah. change your baby right well, in front of us. That's the changing us. station, just oh, a station. Oh, okay. So sort of Maybe we shouldn't be podcasting like, next to the changing station, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, she only poos about 17 times a day, so the odds of it happening right now... Nah, nah yeah. good on us. It's good to see that we've inspired that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> she's had the crowd, quality. Guys, this is a tough crowd. <laughs> she's had the quality of what you and me do on this thing, Carl, and she's gone, well, this what I've got brewing up will fit <laughs> right in. <laughs> oh, Celia, what? I'm noticing, won't well, look. Yeah. Yeah. I'm look at, so it's, it's, is it weirder to not look or look, though? I, <laughs> I, I will say I've got the worst seat in the house because it's not an option for me to not look. I'm... <laughs> Celia, you've kind of you've you've got a you've got a good angle. I just if it was me, I wouldn't want people to look. Yeah. She's a baby; she doesn't know what's going on. I know, but I just, well, you mean promise me oh, you'll oh, play hey. this podcast look. at her 18th birthday. <laughs> Well, I've got my laptop in front of me. I'm currently writing an article for Mamma Mia. So, can't believe Yumi has forced me to look at her baby while it's getting changed. In the privacy of my own podcast. That baby really does not want to be changed. Should we wait? No, it's fine. No, this is good. It's some of the best content we've had for a few months. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. We, we took her to the beach yesterday ah. and, you know, babies swim without um, swimmers. They, she was just wearing a rashi and no bottom and she did a huge poo on Martin's arm. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a prankster. Yeah. <gasps> I don't know how to oh, Honey, stop doing that. Hey. Celia's holding the baby now. She's we we officially have a baby on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We have a baby on The baby is touching the mic. The baby is... Ah. Oh, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that, sweetness. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> This happened before. The baby really wanted the microphone. Hi. Hey. Oh, yeah, you cute. And there goes the other ovary. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so back to Swan Hill. So, so you were, you were, when did you move out of Swan Hill? I went to boarding school. Not in Swan Hill? No, in Melbourne. Oh, um, okay. When I was about... 14 or 15 or right. something, yeah. So did you have a, did you work uh, as a kid? Did you have a job in Swan Hill? Did you have a part-time job? Well, I worked in my parents' business like all good migrant kids do. <laughs> yes, yeah. great. Your parents had a business, so did mine. mine. I was a shop kid. Were you a shop kid yeah, growing up Yeah, I was then? totally a shop kid. Awesome. Yeah, so my dad was a pharmacist. Right. And my mum kind of managed the shop that was, you know, part of the pharmacy. Yeah. And it also backed onto a cafe. So we worked in all of it. Oh, okay. Well, that's good because I was about to say that like my parents had like cafes and milk bars and stuff like that. So I'd be out the back eating lollies. But <laughs> if your mum and dad was a pharmacist, you're just out the back with sleeping pills and no-dos. Just going, <laughs> freebies, guys. Kids yeah, come around. Valium. No, do you know back then I remember the cafe that was part of the pharmacy – so the idea was that my dad had was you take your prescription in and while you're waiting for it to get filled, you go and get a cup of coffee. Yeah, that sure. makes a lot of sense. I don't think I've ever heard of that before though. Yeah. No one ever cafe. did it. They just stand there and loiter in the pharmacy like, like normal people do, drug seekers. Uh, yeah. right. No, not really. And, um, but, but separate people would go to the cafe, yep. but you could buy cigarettes in the cafe. Oh, wow. Yeah, way back in the 80s. It's a full service. Isn't it? Yeah, Isn't cigarettes it? and then you go in there so for the cough chemist. medicine. And Why ever leave? <laughs> 
<laughs> that, that's just creating more business, though. To be fair, totally. for, for your pharmacy. Yeah, yeah. Stein's the chemist. It was called. Stein. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Story checks out. That's your name. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. No, that's all right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. Fact check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. So did you work? What on, on the counter? Yep. I worked in the counter, I worked in the restaurant and I worked behind the dispensary sometimes too, helping fill out prescriptions. Yeah, right. What, age 13, age 12? Yep. Wow. I think I started working from about age six, you know. I was a full, like, full little Asian kid. You know when you see Asian kids and you're like, oh, No, I've never seen one before. (laughs) And they're working, Tommy. Yep. Actually, the Greek kids used to as well, used to see the Greek kids sweeping the floor of the bakery and the fruit shop and stuff. But that's the thing, like in Swan Hill, I would have thought, Greeks and Asian wouldn't have been that commonplace. No, not really. We were the only Asian family for a while. There was was a, a family that ran the Chinese restaurant who were Chinese, but we never saw them around. And, oh. there, were, and there was us. Yeah. Did you go over to the house and be like, oi, we've already got one. Oi, ching. <laughs> yeah. We've got one Asian family in this town. <laughs> Get out. Get out, ching chong. You Thanks. never saw them. So you just never, you never no, ran into them. No, I never them. ran into them. I didn't know. It was like they lived in the Chinese restaurant. And also that means that you never went to the Chinese restaurant. No, we did go there. Oh, or it means yeah. they never had headaches or <laughs> yeah, yeah. any kind of ailments. But I worked. reckon you were the same people. You, <laughs> you never saw each other. This is some sort of fight club situation happening. <laughs> we were very visible being the only Asians. So it was sort of like because I, ha- I have two sisters and a brother and it didn't sort of matter if you didn't know which one we were. Yep. It was we were the Asian kids, you right. know. So if one of us was doing something naughty yep. – It'd be so easy to peg it on us. Yep. Shame. It was a shocker. Shocking way to grow up. <laughs> so all you want to do is be invisible. Yeah, when you're a teenager. Yeah. yeah, sure. Like, wh- yeah, because I, I think you know, I was from Maribor, which is eight thousand people. How many Swan Hill? Like sixteen thousand. Sixteen thousand. Oh, yeah, double, mm. double the Maribor. Um, Hang on. That checks out. Yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> so only one Asian family in Maribor then. There was. There was. <laughs> oh, really? As, really? When I grew up, well, that's what I could remember. Like. Uh, there was there was only a couple of kids at school, and they they were the kids from the Peach Village, the one Chinese. That was the one place to go out in Maribor, the one restaurant you could go out mm. um, when you're a bit bit of a grown up. You get to go to um, as your your awakening party, whatever it is you're passing into <laughs> into teenagehood. Awakening is probably a bad word. <laughs> you're awakening party. When I when I flowered. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you are a million years old. You're awakening party. So oh. you buy mix for or something? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we got circumcised yeah. in the Chinese restaurant. He's <laughs> <laughs> <Calamari. laughs> You know, when you're stepping out with, yeah. your, yes. with, yes. your, with your sweetheart. Did you used to did, – did, what did you call going out with people when you were a teenager? What did you – Going out. Going out. Did you? Yes. I, I, think we call, my, I think we called it going with. Oh, yeah. oh really? Are you going with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah. You're going with him. Do you know, can no, I ask you another thing about the country? Did you do debutante balls yes. there? Yeah, that was a big thing in Swan Hill as well. Was well, if you were asked, but... Uh, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get asked to your debutante. Nah. Ah. No. But that's fine. I didn't want to... Is it? Doesn't sound fine. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's something that someone at that age would be fine with at all. Oh, man, I was totally fine. With it. Well, it was months of dance lessons. Why would I want to do that? And it was, it was at the same time as soccer... And so I had teammates that couldn't play soccer anymore because they went they had to train for a dead ball. So I was totally fine with it's okay. it. Just let it out, mate. I can see. Is that a tear for you? You're fine, <laughs> yeah. mate. No, you were younger then. You've fine. you were younger then. You've grown out of that mentality. Oh no, your girlfriend's been waiting eight years for you to propose. Uh, okay. Are you still not proposed? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing because we were sort of a few years ago. The last time you were on the yeah, yeah. And it came years. Up wow. I'm waiting for her to ask was... me to the dead ball. So <laughs> fair's fair. Do you just hate suits and dancing? Is this the problem? Yeah. I just want to play soccer. All right, that's a Saturday. I could be playing soccer oh, instead of going to a church. I think that's fair. Soccer wedding, maybe. Oh, a soccer themed right. wedding. Oh, yeah, we've got the, the chemist cafe. Now we've got a soccer wedding. We're drinking <laughs> yeah. up all sorts of combos the, on the this The McDonald's show. cinema. Soccer yeah. wedding. Instead of a ring, you smash her in the face with a soccer ball. <laughs> yeah. Instead of a ring, there's a penalty shootout. So, <laughs> yeah, so. Um, <laughs> yes. So, uh, Swan Hill. Yeah, awesome. So, we've got more in common than I thought. I thought we already had so much, but now we've got even more. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, you live there until what you, you're in high school yeah. and then you get shipped out to, to boarding, boarding school. school. Mm. Oh, man. So, boarding school in Melbourne and then you just hung around in Melbourne from then on. Yeah. Man, so boarding school. I, did you guys ever go – did you have boarding school? There was a boarding school at my high school. 
but I didn't go there. A boarding school at your high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What does that mean? People could at board. The school. Yeah. That's where the boarding house was. Oh, right. So you were a local, but other people got shipped in. And yes. Yeah, people did that at my school. My, Only, a mate of, yeah. One of my best mates in high school, when we were in year nine, his parents decided that they just wanted to go to Europe for six months. So they just stuck him in the boarding house. And he's like... Oh, in your home? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, his house was like, you know, 20 minutes from the school. And he was like, can't I just live in the house? And they're like, nah, we'd rather spend more money to put you in this shitty place where you have to sign out when you go to get a Coke from the shop. Yeah, you know the thing where all your life you've not wanted to go to school. Now you live there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that <laughs> was, was so dark. Did you hate it? Because that was the thing at the end of the day. I couldn't imagine going, not being able to go home. Like you finish school. It's like, well, I'll... Stay at school. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. Detention is now my life. Yeah. 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 Do you know what? It's sort of not as bad as it sounds. If you if you're the sort of person who can thrive at school camp and not miss yeah. your family too much, it's it's pretty cool. Plus I really love being out of the country. I love I love cities. I've always oh, yeah. wanted right. to be in the city. And then I wasn't that keen on my mum and dad. So it was like <laughs> win, win, win. <laughs> you know, it was, a, it was a bit of a hotbed of lesbianism. Oh. Not really. Oh. oh. Sorry, Carl. All right, well, that's all the Jeez. time we got for this week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make up the rest on the way home. <laughs> I think we've got enough samples from you that we can stitch some stories together using some uh, little vocal loops and whatnot. Uh, so what was what, – what, what's like living in Melbourne, like not knowing anyone to go there to start with? Yeah. And were you with your brother as well? No, no, no. So it was an all-girls school, but my two older sisters went to the same school. Oh, okay. And they had finished by the time I started because they were a fair bit older than me. Right. So they would take me out on weekends and they'd, you know. Oh, give, so they were living in Melbourne. Yeah, then. they were living in Melbourne. Oh, they cool. gave me cigarettes. They taught me how to drink beer. Right. <laughs> it was great. How did that lesson go? <laughs> it great. And, had, you know, they took me to rock rock festivals and, and to see my first bands and stuff. And I was 14. Because all Asian people look the same, my sister gave me her ID so I could get in <laughs> anywhere I wanted with her legit um, driver's licence and just it, it's just opened up this whole world for me. So, so you were just driving around Melbourne. Uh, <laughs> age 13, yeah, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was, but it was so great. So people talk about this institutionalisation. It was really – it was very freeing for me, especially when you kind of do come from a country town where everyone's white, everyone's very prescribed, everyone votes Liberal National. Yep. And you can you can see – you can crack it open and go, well, the world is much, much bigger. And a lot of the borders came from the country, but they also lived in places like Oman or Paris or right. Indo and they, they were all very – they were all very interesting people as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. What was the first band you ever saw? The Huxton Creepers. Oh. Um, and then I also saw a band um, called the Melody Lords who did 70s covers and they did All Right – all right, I got my eyes on you. And I thought, oh, my God, they wrote that song? <laughs> it, was like, no, they, they, it was a cover band. But I used to go to a pub called The Great Britain, which is still around in Richmond. Still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was really punk back then. And you yep. used to see a band for four bucks or something Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. And that was, you know, my whole sort of year 11 and 12, I was there every weekend. I was the boarding school close to well, Richmond? No. Well, by then I'd moved out in and I'd moved in with my sister. Oh. Yeah. In year 11? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you, cool. That, yeah, that is the cool kid. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, so, so, yeah. She's having parties and you're just the, the year 11 person coming to school on the Monday going, yeah, hanging out with these bands on the weekend. So, yeah. you're that, you're that <laughs> yeah. kid. Smashing beers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I mean, I sort of wish that I'd had a bit more help with study. But then when I think about it, you know, I became a music journo. So, all that. That was kind of like my study. Well, I was just thinking mm. you, you you were able to like drink in year 11 with your sister and whatever in Melbourne. I'm thinking, mm. oh, that's cool. No, it's not. You come from a country town. You could have been drinking at age 10. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, why did it take you for. so long? Mm. Yeah, 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 exactly. You were prude until then. <laughs> See, what was the first band you ever saw? Oh, let's not. Okay. Oh, no, let's be embarrassed. I don't think I've ever saw, seen an actual band. No, no, no. That's just really embarrassing. Uh, I was very... I went to a, a school in – see, I was from not that country town but uh, two hours on the bus. So I didn't fit in with, their, with them being quite fancy. It was a private girl's grammar school. What was it called? Tintern. Oh, yeah, fancy, very fancy. Um, I mean, I was from the country. What country town are you from? Well, it's not that country. I get shit for it. It's Yarra Valley. So it was still okay. two hours on the bus. So it's not country enough to be a boarding school but it's country enough to be an outsider f- at – 
Tinto. Yeah, yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah. Sure. And like once we drove through my town on the way for like on the way to ski camp or something, and I was like, oh, that's my house up there. And I got a bit of, do you guys do you have electricity? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you have like a thatched roof and stuff? So do, do the cows live in the house with you? you know, like, yeah, yeah. No. Is your dad <laughs> the guy off the McCain's ad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so we had chickens and that kind of stuff. So it was a weird kind of. But those so people, I hated school. Those people are for real though, aren't they? Like because that sounds like a joke when you get asked those questions, but no, I'll get asked real. those questions as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this girl saying me once she's like oh my god don't you hate it when your cleaner's cleaning your house and you don't want to talk to her so you have to go up the other end of the house till she's finished <laughs> doing that end of the house and then you have to sort of swap in the middle and then go to the other end of the house so you don't want to talk to her and i'd be like <laughs> yeah, yeah i like throwing rotten eggs down the hill sometimes we have too, too many eggs because we've got so many chickens and we can't eat them all and so they go off and if they're off mom goes do you want this ice cream bucket full of eggs and <laughs> just throw them throw them again a tree or whatever you want to do with them <laughs> So that was kind of the divide, but um, it was very music. I was ne- I never knew it was flipped in between super extreme pop or like really lame grunge. I saw it was five. It was five. Yes, it was five. <laughs> if you were getting rails. down, that yeah, one, it was yeah. that, and I and I uh, saw five. I and was it the saw. greatest night of your life up until that point? I wanted to be one of the dancers really badly. I remember yeah. that going. Oh, God, I just get to hang out with five. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny how quickly we, the conversation went from rotten eggs to five. Yeah. Not funny at all. No, pretty, pretty seamless. Oh, but yeah, which music. is the sexy one from Five? I can't even remember now. Abs. There was abs. one abs. There was one who did the did a baseball bat mime, which was always really cool. He did a he did a baseball bat mime. Babe Ruth. Yeah. Babe Ruth. Uh, and that was at the Great Britain as well. Or? No, <laughs> in the downstairs bit. Can you imagine? Tonight we've it's got like, you know a when the Stones arc. when the Stones have come to town, they've done like an intimate Ooh. gig at the corner hotel there. No, <laughs> I, think it was at, I think it was at Rod Laver or something like that. It was something mental. When I wasn't doing Rocker Stedfords, I was going to watch oh, five. Oh, yes. So pretty much the same as you, Yumi. Probably we would have <laughs> hung out. Um, <laughs> I was on a bus. Uh, but yeah, so music, I never really saw much, many bands and that kind of stuff. But that was the first one. What about you, Chandler? First band? Mm. Oh, gee, I don't know. I don't, uh, I'm not sure because, you know, I didn't move to Melbourne until… The Big Bopper. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly. old. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I went to see Battle of the Band stuff in Maribor and Clunes and stuff like that. So it doesn't really count. That counts. That's a band. It's so I. Well, you know, I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I, I grew up with some of the guys in the Avalanches, so I oh, yeah. went and saw them do Battle of the Band stuff when they first started in Clunes. I went and saw them. They did a Battle of the Bands when I think their name back then was Roger. Roger, I have no fingers. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not sure what prompted the change, but uh, they they uh, <laughs> they played a battle of the bands that was four bands in Clunes uh, on on a on some form of a hay shed or something like that, or oh, oh maybe this is wrong, but it feels like it was either in a hay shed or the back of a ute or something, um, and there was four bands and they all played the same song. What? Yes. That was the battle. No, they pl- they didn't know. They accidentally did it. Like no. you're allowed to play. Oh, two. you're kidding? Yeah, they, you're allowed to play two songs, I think, and they all accidentally played the same song. Well, do you remember what song it was? Yes, because I heard it four times. <laughs> <laughs> it was "Old Man Sam" by Spider Bay. Oh, re- w- wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, and, and what that would have been pretty like that would have been pretty recent at the time. That right? was Spider Bay were massive yeah. in America. That had just in, come in out. That scene at that time, everyone was. Discovering the snare drum and uh. absolutely loving it, so they all played that song. Except there was four bands. Uh, uh, so these guys, there was two other bands. I'm not sure where they were from. And there was definitely this sort of glammy sort of uh, Guns and Roses sort of band from Ballarat. They they thought they were so big from Ballarat. Thought they were so good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they got Crow Castle. They got bloody all that stuff. They think they're so good. So they check out these. Pricks from that slightly bigger shithole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got Sovereign Hill. They got an old timey place. Uh, so they were the fourth band on. So everyone accidentally played Old Man Sam, and then it got <laughs> to so the great. <laughs> and then it it's got, really great. It got to the fourth band, and it was them. It was the big timers from Ballarat, and they go, "Oh, guess we have to play the song now." And then they just they strummed the guitar once and went, "Old Man Sam fucking sucks," <laughs> oh. and then walked off stage. Oh. That's yeah. yeah, that's rock. So that pretty punk rock, you probably saw him at the Great Britain. Yeah, after that. I reckon I might have. <laughs> you know, I also remember seeing The Angels was one of the first bands I ever oh, saw. Yeah. And that was right when um, Am I Ever Gonna See Your Face Again was a big song. Yeah. And I remember, I must have been like 13, I reckon, standing in this crowd. It was a day festival. It was like in a car park, people everywhere. 
And just hearing a song that you knew from the radio but being performed live by the writers of the song, like it was fucking electrifying. Like, yeah. like you know when you sort of feel pops of ecstasy in your in your heart? Like yeah. it, it's like um, fireworks of happiness. It I was felt so that good. way when five were playing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is. I felt that way when I'm I took so ecstasy at Meredith to a few weeks ago. <laughs> I'm so sorry to interrupt. That was a beautiful. It made me feel really sad. Anyone who's not been into music, like that's. You describe it like that. It's like it just sounds like a wonderful so experience. Great. And I think thing. once you sort of have that feeling, you start chasing it, and you want to see yeah. the dance, and you want to hear those songs that you love. And did you really take ecstasy? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Did, didn't you? I think you did. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. We can see the physical actions of Tommy, but he's officially saying no on the podcast. But we can see his head yeah. moving in a up and down. As I put a pill into my mouth. <laughs> As you take off your happy pants and twirl them above your head. I'm shaking my head back and forth to get the pill to go down quicker. (laughs) Try and get it to sink into my bloodstream a little bit quicker. Yeah. Um, I I, I remember seeing bands like that early on and just going in to see bands and thinking anything could happen. Like It was like a dangerous thing. Like when you're that early on and you haven't seen that sort of thing before, like anything could happen in this place. Like those those, the guys in the band are in control. This whole place could go up in fire or something. You don't know what's going to happen. I actually quite love the idea of that if Battle of the Bands was actually set up like that. Like, that's how they crown it. Everyone just plays the same song. Yeah. And, like, and the song should be something like Rock Around the Clock. And whoever makes it... <laughs> Does it have to be And whoever makes it... Yes. Yes. If anyone okay. can make it not shit, you win. or Monster Mash. Oh. You enjoy no. <laughs> I thought we were trying okay. to get people to go to this No, thing. but that's the challenge. I was at a wedding... It, to update Monster Mash. I was at a wedding about this time last year and the DJ played Rock Around the Clock. Does that song ever need to be played <laughs> anywhere <laughs> ever again? No. Like, do we... Does Sometimes anyone there's need a bunch to hear of people it? with a clock and yeah. they don't know what to do with it. It's even the limpest, most fucking Even in a documentary about Bill Haley, I think that should be Left out. <laughs> <laughs> what a limp song! Just oh my well, god. Well, what else are you supposed to do? Around Anything the clock? else? Yeah. Just play any other song. Yeah. Block You're around. The who brought up rock around the stupid clock? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to bring out a Channel Nine's got a new show, The Block Around the Clock. Oh, there we That's go. That's where you have to read about houses around, <laughs> around the Big Ben. <laughs> but I love it. I, you have to hang out with Scott Cam for yeah. days on end. Um. I just know that. Oh, it's the Scottish version. Jock around the clock. I don't know. I'm out. Oh. I don't know what that is. Oh, oh. It's called Scottish people. Anyway, well, but Tommy, very quickly, what was your first band? Um, it was a double was a bill. Aqua. It was <laughs> Groove Armada. Smash Bros. Opening up for Jamiroquai. Oh. At the Sydney My Music Bowl. In, in the battle of who could suck more. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, right. Jamiroquai sucks more. Than <laughs> oh, okay, right. Then Groove Armada. Yeah. Uh, Tommy's a right. massive. Jamiroquai. Oh, sorry. Old school Jamiroquai fan, fan now. Yeah, oh, yeah. no. I'm he came closeted. and played um, at my work and I think he's – he might. you know when you meet some people and you go – you look at them and you kind of scan the thing, the thing behind the eyes. Mm-hmm. JK is his name and I remember scanning the thing behind his eyes and going, oh, it's all the ecstasy you took at Meredith, isn't it? <laughs> 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 he just looked like there wasn't much going on, you know. There was it was like a big empty echoing chamber, and oh, and now Daslo's crying. All right, that's both of us now. No, I'm loving um, this. This is great. <laughs> he brought his own um, security, yep. which, is, which he was very big then. Um, and the security was standing, you know, at the, at the base of the stage near the speaker stacks, sort of right in front of him, but down low. And the uh, I think it was. Andrew G then, Osha, asked, would ask him a question and the security, who's standing there with his arms folded, would go, funny answer, and he'd, he'd pipe up an answer which JK would just parrot. Oh, out. great. Oh, what? Yes. Totally. That is bizarre. It was so bizarre. I mean, not like hundreds of times, but just a couple of funny one-liners that JK couldn't muster on his own and this security guard did the it The security it. guard's writing for JK. Yeah, on the fly. Oh, wow. Imagine, oh, I'd love to see that interview. Like, how you get your bounces? Like, if you get your license, can you punch dudes in the head? Yeah. Are you funny? <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Well, you're right. I'm going to send off a resume, try and get a job writing for JK. We need it's someone with sweet. a very, very specific set of skills. <laughs> yeah. Punchlines and punches. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Who's, well, yeah, well that's, that, that's, that should be my number one question. When you're working with V, mm. who's the biggest freak that you met? Oh, the biggest freak? Who's the, or who's the best and the worst people you well, met? Well, the worst people, without a doubt, hands down, are new Australian bands. 
Oh, brand new Australian yeah. bands. Yeah. Anyone who's sort of fairly. Roger, Roger, I have no fingers. <laughs> <laughs> they sound funny because you could talk about their name for at least 10 yeah, years. Yeah. But a newly minted Australian band, I think Australians, maybe this has changed, but they don't like to do swagger. Right. You know, uh, maybe in the hip hop scene that's changed a bit, but the, the Aussie rock bands, they just want to play hot music and score chicks and sink piss and they don't want to have to get up there and do the showmanship. Whereas you interview an American band and they'll be like, oh, yeah, let me tell you about the time we supported blah, blah, blah. They can, they can rack on tour, they can regale, they can anecdote. Whereas yep. an Australian band is just like, oh, well, you know, we, we came out of the country and, yeah. you know, we don't think we're anything special. But we just, we just played Old Man Sam at this Battle of the Bands <laughs> last week. People seem to really like it. Yeah, and they don't – no one wants to be the spokesperson. They haven't done any media training. They all just, they'll just talk down into the la- their laps and yep. it's shit. Yep. So that's why if you get like a Phil Jamison, you know, someone who can be funny, um, it's really it's, – it's a bloody blessing. But the freaks I've interviewed, I think, probably be Slipknot. Do you remember them? Yeah. They're they coming out again, aren't they coming out? Yeah. I think yeah. So. They're still around. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they were such a good band. I mean, I, I love that double kick pedal metal stuff. That's kind of quite accessible, quite pop. Um, but they kind of they were almost like they'd set themselves up for this terrible life where <laughs> they were from Iowa, which is a shithole, yep. the Mirabara of Middle America. <laughs> 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 and they they kind of formulated this thing. You can imagine these really ugly, really dorky, misfit guys in someone's basement drinking beer and coming up with this fantasy of what they would do with their band. And it, it was almost like a religion where they had to – they were quite dogmatic about what they could do. And, and the big part was the masks. Yeah. They couldn't come off ever because oh. the whole thing about rock and roll is it's about ego and flamboyance and showmanship and they're trying to make it about the music yep. and also about um, connecting with all the other misfits all around the world, which is what they did beautifully because yep. misfits could, could fucking smell it, you know, that these guys were legit. Yeah. And I remember them saying they were on tour with The Big Day Out and they were like – and everyone would get along on The Big Day Out. They'd all hang out. They'd all get drunk together. They'd go to after parties. They'd go playing cricket or bowling or whatever. And these guys would, would not. And they're like, oh, no, we're, we're going to stay in Brisbane, not the Gold Coast, because basically we're like the turds in the punch bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so they even sort of had this sort of, you know, this, this self-loathing. But I think they got to a point where the music was fucking great and people loved them and they found the masks so oppressive to play in, like hot yeah. days, Gold Coast, big day. Can you imagine? So hot and sweaty. It's a thing horrible. that you come up with when you don't ever Im- imagine yourself being bought out for the summer festival yeah. circuit. Sort of yeah. thing where, you know, like four years ago you come up with a name like the Little Dum Dum Club and don't, <laughs> don't know you're going to be describing it to people for the next four years. Yeah. <laughs> and those masks used to fill with sweat and they'd have to have special ventilation put into them and they, um, they would get really funky in transit and have these rancid smell in them. And that, the, anyway, the whole thing was – I think they were, they were incredibly tormented. So that was beautiful to interview, you know, these, yeah. these guys. I didn't know they were the real deal, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I thought they were, they were just dudes that went, oh, this will be a hook. This is good. But that's cool if it was actually the real deal, if they were as fucked up as they looked. That, I think underneath the mask they were, like, heaps ugly. Right. They, never, they never got mistaken for rock stars, you know, right. like at the airport okay. or whatever. Yeah, 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 right. Oh, cool. So it was just like the, the IT club that – just got cool, just whacked masks on, and that was it. Yeah, I, I, one of them. Sorry, <laughs> one of them is me. Oh, one of them is you. Are you in Slipknot? Yeah, yeah. Are you one of the people me. in Slipknot? Yep, yep, I've had a wow. <laughs> I would never have guessed that. Yeah. <laughs> which one are you? It's which really which mask do one, you wear? The one, the one in the mask. <laughs> the girly one. The girly <laughs> the pink one with the bow in its hair. <laughs> <laughs> the Hello Kitty. Yeah. The, one, the, one the one with lipstick on the mask. Slipknot. The all female Slipknot. The one with the pink spikes coming out of his face. Yeah. Well, talking music festivals and stuff, I should uh, I should say this quickly. So we're recording this the day before New Year's Eve. Uh, no, with the two days before New Year's Eve. Uh, I'm heading off tomorrow to do some gigs at the Falls Festivals, uh, which Woo. will be a lot of fun. And here's a strange thing that's happening for some reason. So I'm doing uh, Southbound in Perth, Byron Bay, Marion Bay, and tomorrow in Lawn, which my parents are coming too. So I get I get guest tickets and I can give them to whomever I want. They, they, hang on, your parents are 
Just to the lawn one? Just to the lawn one, yeah. Okay. They're coming down. They're going to hang out with me at a music festival. Right. So, the the, sorry. The, so, you've given them free tickets. I thought you meant they were going to be there anyway. Oh, no. They bought, and they, no, they actually didn't tickets. want you to come because right. you're going to crab their style. Like, ugh. <laughs> they, were, they were coming to see Muse and then you just... Yeah. Wrote, so, I know I gave you a lot of shit for going to Thailand with your parents. Uh, <laughs> but who's the loser now, <laughs> yeah. hey? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, when I told mum I was doing it and she was like, oh, you're going to lawn. Yeah. Oh, maybe we'll come. And I'm like, oh... Okay, um, sure, I could, that could happen. Do they know the gig's not at the Cumberland? Like, do they think it's some well, five-star it. resort? I tried or? to talk mum through it all and she said, yeah, no, that sounds great, we'd love to come. And then, Can like you a get month- me some ecstasy? <laughs> 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 a couple months later, I was like, mentioned something about there being music there and mum goes, oh, there's, is there music there? I'm like, oh, oh boy, I don't oh, think boy. you quite know. Yeah. But I just, I just kind of left it alone thinking they'll forget or they'll lose interest or whatever. And then about a week and a half ago, they were like, yeah, so... What are we doing? Are we coming? And I was like, I guess you are now. So I had to email the festival and go, Is it cool if I have two tickets for what my do they mum think and it is? dad? Are they going to camp? Are they bring. They're not. Camp- no, they're not camping. What? They're just going to come in for the for the day. Oh, for the day I okay. kind of wish. I it kind of would be now that it's happening. I kind of. I think it would be better if it just did go the whole hog and I did like camp there with them for four days. Yeah. Oh my god! Did you see there was a weather alert saying? Oh There's God. gale force winds, <gasps> storms expected, and they're actually telling people to dismantle the tents because they'll get blown away oh, God. and to sit oh, in their shit. cars. Wow. Well, shit. it was almost looking like it was going to be too easy to be down there with my parents, <laughs> so that's good that well, there'll you know, be something I to spice it up. I had one of the worst gigs I've ever – I did that that gig. Oh, yeah. Lawn Falls when I was like a year – like five, six years ago. And Tommy's parents came up to watch you? Or? <laughs> he did. And I was like, you guys are pinging off your heads, all right? Go sort yourselves out, straighten up and then come back because I cannot understand a word Stay you are saying. Away no, I don't Stein's have any chewing pharmacy. gum. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and I'm sure they've changed the design now, but it was when the comedy tent was at the top of a hill and the main stage was down the thing. And they, Oh, no, that's still the case. Right. Well, it, it was 40 degrees. It was in the daytime. The only reason there were people in this tent is because there was shade. So they mm-hmm. didn't want to be watching comedy anyway. Still the case. Right. They couldn't <laughs> hear the comedians because the main stage was so loud. So yep. they couldn't hear us at all. And I had a terrible gear. I just ate it because I wanted to. It was awful. And then I start. I was cried. this way? Were you doing stand up or you were with Slipnet at this point? This is, this is the same day I made the transition. <laughs> yeah. That's the day. That's why people I walked book on stage you. and went, I need to make some changes. <laughs> yeah. And I've got a pocket full of pink spikes. What am I going to do? <laughs> and I already feel like sticking them in my face. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Mrs. Pac Man of Slipknot. <laughs> no, I cried. I've never cried directly. Like, audience has not seen me cry on stage, but I cried between turning away from the mic and off stage. Oh like, oh. So by the time I got off stage, I was crying and I walked off stage and just bumped directly into Adam Hills who went, hello, I'm Adam. And I went, this isn't how I wanted to meet you. <laughs> anyway, but I had a terrible time because that was when I had a particular boyfriend who, and we drove there and camped and he lost my car key in the field. Oh. So I couldn't get changed and we had to leave my car there. We couldn't find the key. We had to abandon it, drive back to Melbourne. Then a few days later, someone we found the key and said, when I got it, but it was an absolute wow. That sounds disaster. like the worst thing that that boyfriend could have ever done to you. That's <laughs> yeah. terrible. It's not the worst thing. <laughs> well, story, but at least for me, if that it. happens, if I have a terrible gig and I start crying, at least my mummy and daddy will be there <laughs> to take care of me. <laughs> Do you think they want to hang out? With you? Will they hang out with you while they're there? Um, yeah. What else are they going to do? <laughs> <laughs> hang out with each other and, and see music. Oh, I'd love that to be the case. Well, there's there's a couple of bands on after me that seem like the sort of thing that they'd enjoy. So I think I'll just hang there with what, them for what, like an hour. What do your parents enjoy? Uh, do, Rack. Do, <laughs> 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 um, no, there's like a couple of um, uh, like a guy called Askia, this Swedish dude, and a guy called George Ezra who are just sort of solely sort of slow kind cafe of stuff. music. They, cafe yeah. music. There you go. I think you should pack a, a bottle of red for them just in case they, they sort of need that. Oh, that'd be good. I get done smuggling booze into the <laughs> festival and I'm like, oh, no, no, this is for my parents who are coming with me. I'm 28. <laughs> Maybe you should get your mum some thrush shorts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thrush shorts. You know how all the girls wear thrush yeah. shorts? Like, I've never heard them be called. But you, know, you know exactly what I'm talking about, oh, yeah, though. Yeah. The tiny, teeny little denim yeah. shorts that you cut you right up the minky. Yeah, they go straight over your face slides. <laughs> I'm trying to think I remember. <laughs> what the pug, the, the yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Face In flaps. the. Yeah. Face flaps. In yeah, the, yeah. I've never heard them called that before and I hope I never do again. 
yeah, so I'm sure, look, I'm sure there'll be something to report back on once I get back. Because this is the other thing. It's like I've tried to do everything I can to say it's really – like the last time I went there was maybe three or four years ago. So I would have been 24, 25. And even then I thought, oh, I'm too old to be mm-hmm. here. Like it's a very – it's like a lot of people straight out of high school. It's like their first New Year's Eve out of high school. So – I, and like dad's got sciatica and he can't walk properly and it's like oh, yeah. it's a big site like there's a yeah. there's a lot of ground to cover so look I want it to be I want it to be a nice event for if them. If only but, if only you would do a gig in Melbourne sometime they could come and <laughs> they could come and see that. <laughs> That's the other thing is them also watching me do comedy in the worst possible conditions for oh, comedy. Yeah. 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 That's that's yeah. It's like that thing in comedy where you only invite people along to something where you know you're going to smash it. Like you're not going to invite people along if it's there's no roof on the place where you're going to eat it big time. So well, my plan is if I get my mum and dad to watch from side of stage where the sound won't be very good, so at least then I can say to them, "Nah, out there it was killing. It's just from back here. Right. The acoustics are really bad and you can't hear properly." Right. So that's good for them to come all the way out and then not hear the gig properly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, that's my New Year's Eve. So yeah, could oh. be, could be good, could be a disaster. My Are band you... played um, Falls Festival. Yeah, oh. one new year. Yeah, yeah. We played the New Year's um, countdown actually on that small stage. Yeah. While Wolf Mother played the big stage. To about five people we played. Did, like seriously that few? Yeah, well. Because they would have been Wolf Mother when they were like oh, at the peak were, of at their the peak. I think they were probably eight of our friends and like ten people who were lost. <laughs> 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 this is Wolf Mother are really different. They sound more original than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and the eight of your friends, like not to be rude, but I'm sure there's a big percentage of them that are like, fuck, it'd be Great to be able to see Wolf Mother. <laughs> no, they weren't. They were kind of, they were bang up for a bit of uh, the punishers. And we had um, we decorated the sca- stage with I think 260 inflatable Hello Kitty dolls. Yeah, great. Uh, so we we're throwing them out to all eight. <laughs> <laughs> like I've already got seven of these. Please don't throw me. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. The only thing is, I, I often go over that New Year's Eve in my head because we were a shitty band and we didn't have many songs. Mm-hmm. So we actually ran short. We only played instead of playing an hour long set. How many times did you play Old Man Sam? We, <laughs> <laughs> we, we played for 45 minutes and then we stopped and then Wolf Mother stopped as well and all their crowd um, started to assemble in front of our stage. Oh, and I, right. really th- I really think we should have just played our set all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been great? Yeah. Yeah. Bit of spider bay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. So I think that is just about all the time we have for the Little Dum Dum Club this week. Celia Pacola, Yumi Steins, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Thanks. for having me. Uh, Celia, have you got, you're going to be... I'm back in Melbourne for a while. You're back in Melbourne. Very You've got excited. gigs around the place. I'm doing this year's show. So does this come out in 2015? So last year's show. Uh, let me know how it all works out at Adelaide and Brisbane and maybe a couple of Melbourne dates. No yeah. new show for me this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'll be around. Twitter's probably the best place to find me. Cool. Awesome. Yep. Uh, or at Five Concerts. <laughs> if Five come back. Is, is that your Twitter handle? At Five at Concerts. Five concerts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yumi, your holiday house, the address for which is. <laughs> Top secret. I'm going to have to kill you now. Uh, anything, that you'd, anything that you would like to plug? No, but uh, I have. You know what? For ages I haven't had to tell anyone this, so I'd just like to tell everyone to go eat a bag of dicks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. All right. It's <laughs> a great just, sign-off. That's just to everyone? Yeah. Go yeah, eat great. a bag of dicks. All right. Well, enjoy that bag of dicks. It's one of the first things that you do in uh, 2015. <laughs> and thanks very much for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mates. mates.